If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, this is Josh Widdicombe and this is Rob Beckett. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm getting by. Lockdown is difficult with young children, which is why we've set this up, Josh. That is why we are here. This is uh, Rob Beck and Josh Willicombe, Lockdown Parenting Hell. I was having a bad time with lockdown parenting, and then I spoke to Rob, and it made me feel a lot better about my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, the world needs the pleasure of Rob Beckett to <laughs> make themselves feel better. Yes, because my I've got two children, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and they are ruling the roost. They've gone feral. I found one drinking out of a puddle. Um, do you know the worst thing about that, Rob? What? It hasn't rained in two weeks. I know. It's like she'd made it the night before for a drink in the morning. <laughs> one of them had chocolate round her mouth. And, I, and it was 8am. They hadn't had chocolate yet. I went, where's that from? And she pointed at the flower bed. It was a chocolate egg she dropped in a flower bed two days ago. Amazing. It's amazing that your kids are already cleverer than you. Well, it's not that amazing, I suppose. But um, <laughs> um, So the point of this podcast is um, obviously, you know, it goes without saying, this is a tough time for everyone. Um, yes. But we thought it'd be nice to have an outlet. What's happened? I've seen, I've seen your Instagram stories, Rob. Yeah. And Alex Brooker's texted me and said, is Rob Beckett having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> and I thought, we need to intervene. We need yeah. to do a podcast. And what I want is us to feel better by venting here and mm. people who listen to feel better by thinking, well, it's not just us that's finding lockdown parenting difficult. It is a difficult thing. Yes. And if you're listening and you don't have a child, you're thinking... Bloody hell, my life is good. Yes. That is basically the point. Ah, oh, I don't want them not listening, enjoying our pain. That would make you feel even worse. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? They're the only people who've got time to listen. We need them. <laughs> 
a problem shared is a problem halved, isn't it? So exactly. would you like one of my children to look after Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But I think hopefully this podcast, we can all vent and tell everyone how difficult we're finding it and it'll make everyone listening feel better. So Josh, I think it's only fair that we break down what our situation is with kids um, yes. and childcare at home. So what's your setup? So pre-lockdown, well, I've still got the same amount of kids post-lockdown. Yeah. Um, but uh, pre-lockdown, I've got a two and a half year old daughter mm-hmm. and a wife and we live in a house. I say, you know, when I'm not working, we share the parenting equally. Uh, my daughter goes to nursery two days a week which didn't oh. feel like a lot of days. Oh. But now, mate, oh, my God. Those, <laughs> do you know what I miss? <laughs> I drop her off at nursery, right? Yeah. And then 8 a.m. on a Wednesday and a Friday. And then next door to the nursery, there's a really nice cafe. And I'd go in that cafe oh. and I'd have tea and toast. Yeah. And they knew me. They'd say the usual, which has never happened to me before. <laughs> and then I'd sit and I'd eat my tea and toast and I'd stare in silence for an hour and that was just the best hour of my week. It was amazing. It was the only hour of my week where I wasn't working, parenting, or traveling to work. Yes. I didn't realize how much I needed that. Yeah. I didn't know how much I needed the staring into space. I just want some time on my own. Yes. So that was what my setup was. And now, obviously, um, we're all locked down. So what tends to happen is I'll get up with my daughter and then my wife will get up and then in the morning we will share parenting and both of us will try and do some exercise, go away and do some exercise. I'll take my daughter to the park most mornings and then in the afternoon I'll try and uh, catch up on work while hearing parenting going on outside of the room is very difficult to work (laughs) when you can hear someone freaking out. Yes. Whether it be my wife or my daughter. (laughs) What's your situation, Rob? Setup is pretty similar. Um, so I've got a two and a half year old and a four and a half year old. Pre lockdown, again, when I'm away with work, I'm working. But whenever I'm at home, it's 50 50. I used to do their nursery school run. They go Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. And we just got the two year old in at the start of like September. So yeah. it was like, oh my God, like we have all this time and we, we've waited so long to get that time because they'd been at home. Whereas I think people with slightly older kids, like 12 and 10 are like, oh, it's nice to see them because they're normally always at school yeah. all the time. Where for us, we had just got the point where we're like, oh, get rid of them for three days, yeah. um, which was amazing. And that walk home from preschool was incredible. Carrying <laughs> two scooters <laughs> over my shoulder, like a dad who's just been released back into the wild. Whereas now I'm at home trying to work, doing a YouTube channel, doing podcasts, all the kind of work stuff you'd have to do outside the house now inside the house and we're splitting the kids 50 50 obviously it's so much more difficult this lockdown parenting you know like how athletes go and do like high altitude training yeah so that then when they compete in the olympics it's much easier yeah i think i'm gonna be absolutely fucking brilliant at normal parenting after this is over yeah it is isn't it it's that intensive driving course the the drop off oh i've got to do an hour between her getting up and taking her to nursery yeah piece of piss mate i'll throw it out there I could do Legoland with two of them on my own. Throw it out there. <laughs> Throw it out there. Oh, well, anyway, that is to come. <laughs> that to is come. to come. We are still in lockdown. I'm finding it hard, though, because it is that intense, and hopefully our guests will help us get through this together, Josh. Uh, you know what? The more I speak to people, the better I feel about this, because um, I think the difficulty of lockdown parenting is you kind of imagine that other people are living this perfect life of making banana bread and doing art projects. 
And the moment you hear that someone else has given their kid a packet of quavers and put them in front of Mr. Tumble, yes. that makes you feel so much better about your own life. Yes, and if you're struggling with them, listen to this. It'll make you feel better. And each day we'll be joined by uh, a uh, comedian or celebrity or someone who we want to hear how they are doing. We've got some brilliant guests lined up. And each episode, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear what problems you've had, any thoughts you've had on the previous episodes. And if you want to get in touch, you email hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk because somehow someone has beaten us to the .com email address. Who's got that? Um, I don't know who's got that. Well, we could email them and ask. <laughs> um, there's a way of getting in touch I'm with definitely going to do that. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'd like to hear from you. So now it is time for the Lockdown Parenting Postbag. It's the Lockdown Parenting Mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Okay, Rob, here is our first bit of correspondence. And do you know what? It really speaks to me and it makes me feel better about the uh, experience of lockdown parenting. Oh, that's good. This is uh, from someone called Michael who says, um, I'd say my lowest moment of lockdown parenting was failing to get cornflakes off a bowl after they'd already been through the dishwasher, considering just writing off the bowl because it would be easier, then going to the toilet to cool down, turning on Instagram and reading this post. Now, this is a post, Rob, Mm -hmm. that I've seen a lot at the start of lockdown. I'm going to read it out to you and I want you to tell me how much you think it reflects your experience of being locked down with your two children, okay? Okay, sure. Can we have some uh, some lovely uh, Radio 4-style poetry music? Thank you. And the people stayed at home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still. How are you feeling so far, Rob? Still, I've not been still since Boris did his first press conference. I have been moving, <laughs> chasing kids non-stop. I've not been still. How how can I be still? Have you made any art? No. I, unless you call your four-year-old finding the glitter tubs and just running around the house with them open. Unless you call that art. And now my entire house looks like it's been pebble-dashed by a drag act. <laughs> There's glitter everywhere. Right, let's move on. Have you done any of this? Have you listened more deeply? Meditated? Some prayed? Some danced? Some met their shadows? Met their shadows? What? what? Met their shadows? Yeah, I'm, I've definitely not met my shadow in the last five weeks. It does sound like a euphemism. I've just... <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah. Oh, excuse me, kids. Can you... I know you need your ass wiped at 5am, but I'm trying to be still here, if that's all right. (laughs) I'm meditating. Um, It goes on. Obviously, people are having different experiences of the lockdown, and we've already discussed that... um... That's bollocks. They're not. They're not. They're having the same experience, but they're lying. (laughs) Their their kitchen's clean once a week, and they take the photo before it's a bombsite again. Everyone is having a terrible time, and and they're lying. Oh, yeah, we get up and do a little bit of yoga, actually. And just ra- Fuck off! <laughs> You're not doing yoga! You're not doing yoga! Sorry, I'm getting out, but it's just, uh, that annoys me. We're all having a time. Do you know what would calm you down, Rob? What's that? Meeting your shadow. <laughs> right. Well, um, thank you for that, Michael. Um, if you have seen any Instagram posts or got any texts from people who are 
you know, smugly using their time better than you are. We would love to hear them. I got a text from my friend, right? This is what this is what sums up my watching habits. This is from Chris, who I host the 90s football podcast, Quickly Kevin, with um do do seek it out, although um I'm not sure how much overlap there will be with this, right? So he said, last night I had a whole hour to myself. I wasted 40 minutes of it panicking about how to make the most of the hour. I kept constantly flicking through documentaries thinking, this isn't a good enough use of my time. 10 minutes of Tutankhamun, five minutes of Sunderland till I die. I'm panicking now, <laughs> even recalling the experience. <laughs> there is so much pressure, isn't there? The moments I have on my own are just so like, I've got to use this. I've got to do something here. Have you actually got through anything, Rob? I, in some sort of vague, mad hope, I downloaded 10 documentaries that have been, yeah. they're on BT Sports, I'm like 30 for 30, all about American football and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I tried to watch one the other day. I banged it on at 6am when I was up, yeah. an hour-long yeah. documentary, 4.30 in the afternoon, I was 11 minutes in. <laughs> from pausing well. it. How did you get those 11 minutes? Where did you get them from, mate? Sorry for bragging on here, guys. <laughs> Next up. Tell me whether this makes you feel better about your um, life. This is amazing. This is from Heather Rogers. She's written, Heather Rogers, 29 from Manchester. I like that. It feels like she's on going live and she's asking a question. Today, I ate a Kit Kat and a bag of Maltesers whilst in the shower, open brackets, that I'd previously hid in the back of the cupboard, close brackets, so that I didn't have to share them with my one-year-old or my partner. That is a low moment. Oh. So eating in the shower, yeah, eating a Kit Kat and bag of Maltesers. It's not a shower snack, is it? You couldn't have the water on any hotter than at least tepid for fear that it would melt your yeah. um, oh. chocolatey snack. The, the what? Sorry, wait, that is not a shower snack. Is there such a thing as a shower well, snack? I used to, when I was younger, you know, before you went out, you'd drink in the shower. You ever drunk in the shower? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing more decadent than the, the can of lager in the shower before <laughs> heading out. Oh, my God. I might do that tonight before heading downstairs and watching TV. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Lager shower. I, oh, yeah. I used to sometimes pour a, quite a strong whiskey and then the, the, the water would act as an extra mixer. A, a Malteser <laughs> and Kit Kat. The sad part about that is at some point, old Rogers we've got here on the emails would have thought oh this is a really good idea I'm being really clever here but then halfway through just thought what is my life (laughs) yeah there's a moment when it all crystallizes and you think I'm never going to tell anyone about this no and then you see us tweet out and you think well I do want to be read out on a podcast (laughs) so we'll uh is that like a mane and a pudding that she's done there or is that like do you would you do the Kit Kat then the Maltesers or would you Would you have them both open at the same time and you're like a, like two parts of a meal? Well, I, I'd go Maltesers first. I've always thought of them as the Padron Pepper of the chocolate world. <laughs> that um, you can take solo, but they're, <laughs> they're nice in a little bowl, aren't they? Share. Yeah. And then yeah. the Kit Kat's more, you're like, forgetting it. <laughs> right, Amy Rolfe. This is, so this isn't a bad memory, but it's just a bit sad. Oh. Um are either of your daughters having their birthday in lockdown, Rob? Um, no, but they do have to have theirs really near Christmas. So in a way, right. they're used to a bit of a damp squib. And my birthday yeah. is the 2nd of January. So I don't care about anyone's. <laughs> oh, my birthday's in lockdown. My birthday's in lockdown every year. The pubs are shut on the 2nd of Jan every year. Depressing. Okay, well, shout that in the face of Amy Rolfe's daughter, oh, who for her third birthday, Amy Rolfe made a pass the parcel 
and they passed it between her daughter, herself, and her husband, just around and around the three of them playing past the parcel. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on making sure you stop the music there. That is, you could really ruin her <laughs> birthday if the dad gets it. How, how your three-year-old doesn't know past the parcel anyway? You don't need. No. Surely you just musical statues or something. I say the kids under five, you can just invent stuff like and yeah. uh, invent a day. Like I've told my daughters, it's Lego Day on Saturday and they're all excited yeah. and that just means we're going to do a bit of Lego and watch the Lego movie and I keep going girls it's Lego and if you deliver it like it's Christmas day they're buzzing for this new thing you've invented and they just get excited over nothing yeah come next them. year Rob yeah next year when you're not locked down you're forced through Lego day in the middle of April you're going to be absolutely <laughs> yeah. gutted I've had mate. to take about a school for Lego day it's a day we celebrate actually <laughs> just to respect my culture <laughs> stick that on the census I'm a Legolian <laughs> All these Legolians <laughs> round my way celebrating Lego Day. <laughs> thought I thought I voted Brexit to get rid of you, mate. <laughs> um, um, so thank you for all your emails. There are so many that uh, we don't get to read out all of them, but we do read all of them. So please do get in touch if you've eaten chocolate in the shower or anything that you think might be of interest to us. This is how to get in touch. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk. Or we're on Twitter at Lockdown Parents. As you listen to this podcast, um, it is important to remember some caveats. We won't say them every time, but obviously, um, this is a weird time, and everyone, you know, is having a tough time. And so, we're not making light or claiming that we are having a worse time than ever. We're just using it as a way to vent about the experience of parenting. And the second caveat, just to be very clear, whatever we say, me and Rob. We do love our children. Oh, yeah. Bear that in mind. Throughout, in every episode, whatever we say, we love our children and our wives. Right, enough from us. Are you ready for our first guest? It is Catherine Ryan. Hello, Catherine Ryan. How are you? I'm really well. It's nice to talk to people from work. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Colleagues. I love this. Thanks for doing it, Catherine. Thank you. I hope I can graduate to friend. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of people then? Have you seen anyone? Like, are you doing all the Zoom and all that kind of stuff? No, I don't need an excuse to drink. I can do that alone. I don't <laughs> I don't subscribe to these, like, house party Zoom things. Talk to my friends. I mean, I'm not a phone person. Why should a pandemic turn me into one? Yes. Yeah. Same yeah. with quizzes. I do not want to do a quiz with family members that I dislike. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to do that live in a pub, never mind in my house where I could be watching Netflix or lying down. I moved an ocean away on purpose. <laughs> How are you dealing with being a parent at lockdown, Catherine? Well, unlike you two, I was getting it in very young and I have an older child. Yes. So how old is your daughter, Josh? Two and a half. Oh my gosh. And then Rob, you're like two and four? Yeah, two and a half and four and a half. That is crazy. That's crazy. So I'm living a very different experience to the two of you. Your girls all require very hands-on parenting, whereas Violet is the opposite. I basically have a teenager in the house. I have to go seek her out. She doesn't even need me for food. She doesn't need me for anything. I have to find her, wash her, take her device. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So that's you're on the hunt for her, really. I mean, I'm hurt because she used to really like spending time with me. And now she's got all these friends on Zoom. She's doing all the uh, house party calls and she's doing school online. She's playing games online. This is a teenager's dream come true because all they want is TikTok and their friends and they don't like leaving the house. Your children are probably asking about the park. I tried to go on a walk the other day. Violet resists leaving the house, putting any clothes on. She's in her element. Oh my god, that's the dream, I'm isn't it? I'm so jealous of you. So Do you not good. have any more like grown, like sort of grown-up rows and arguments though? Whereas you know, I imagine with young kids, it's more hands-on and physically sort of stressful. But when they're older, it's that the emotional thing. But is she just completely happy in her room hiding? Yeah, I mean, we're not having rows. She's not a row style of child. We are sort of dealing with the fence. So she wants to climb the fence sort of like a dog in heat and go play with the neighbors. But some of the women in my neighborhood, I know that they're leaving the house for dick appointments or they are hosting (laughs) dick appointments. Yes, there are. I've noticed that there's people that are still on the hunt for D during a pandemic. No. I I know a couple of people that are doing it. I don't want to name names, but they're sliding out for D appointments. This is it. And you can't let your teenage children mingle with their children. And that's all they want. Your little girls, they want you. They want your attention. They want, you know, to maybe beat each other up. All my daughter wants to do is ignore me, leave the house, hang out with other kids, get on her device, hang out with other kids. It's the opposite. Has, Has she got out at all? Or is she sticking to the rules? Or have you caught her going to see friends? Well, I tried to compromise. So I built a crow's nest up in a tree so that she could... (laughs) I've allowed her to climb up there and shout into the neighbor's garden. And then the neighbor girls have trampolines so they can bounce on the trampolines and say a few words in the air and then they go back down. (laughs) I, um, I think, Rob, if the lockdown is extended, we should do an episode from trampolines to see how it sounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're East London, I'm South East. We're going to have to shout over the Thames, but I'm ready. (laughs) I'm raring to give that a go, Josh. How's your um? So so she's has she got rules on her device? Was she allowed on her device uh, all the time, Catherine? Well, this is the struggle that you get into with older children: is you should be a parent to them, but you don't have to. Yes. So there's really no policing in place. So if I want to drink wine in the garden with my current husband, then why wouldn't I just let her on her device all day? What's it to me? <laughs> yeah, because really, what you're doing is not acceptable. Yeah. So that it's like, like for us, like we tell them, no, no screen time, no iPad. And we just sit there with a phone while they're playing. My screen time at the moment is an absolute disgrace. Yeah. My screen time last week was eight hours and then it dropped to five hours this week. And I genuinely felt like I had achieved, like I'd climbed Everest to just do five hours a day on my telephone. Telephone? Oh, my, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> What's your screen time at the moment, Catherine? It's bad, but it's always bad. I'm eight hours in a lockdown. I'm eight hours regular times. <laughs> but I read. I don't think that I'm doing, you know, nefarious activities on the phone all the time. It's not all social media. I read all my news articles on there. I subscribe yeah. to all the newspapers. I am reading. I use it like a Kindle. I, d- I try to read, but then I just end up immediately going back onto TikTok to see people dance. I can't. I can't with TikTok. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. And I don't know why. I don't, on paper, I shouldn't. No, I don't know. I think it's about your level, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) That's about my vibe, isn't it? Bit of TikTok, bit of Lego, bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
I live like a teenage girl. <laughs> well, this is the other thing with TikTok that's so annoying and you should like it. I mean, I love the idea that 10 year olds are moving around and dancing, but it's constant. So they'll be on TikTok learning dances. But even once the phone is put away, my daughter will walk into the kitchen for snacks and she's TikToking. So does she do pranks on you with it? Because that happens a lot. All she wants to do is watch the older girls on TikTok and learn the dances that they're doing and then emulate those dances in a crop top. And I've studied TikTok because I'm trying to bond with this child. You know, (laughs) I used to have a two-year-old girl and she liked me very much. And now I have to reach out and basically watch these jailbait 15-year-olds doing sexy dances, doing the splits. I have to learn those dances. I made a list of how to be successful at TikTok based on what I've learned. And I've tried to feed this back to Violet. But it's a terrible list. All you want to do is you need good lighting, really nice straight white smile, and you need to get your ass out and be flexible. And that's it. Well, I'm one arse away from being successful on TikTok by the sounds of that. (laughs) (laughs) What you don't realise is they are like proper celebrities in that world. So if they went to an event where there was loads of kids that age, there would be people all over them going, oh my God, can I have a picture of all that at 15? It's like they're megastars in a cult. Can I ask a question of someone that doesn't know what I'm talking about? Like, when did this happen? Because I've heard about TikTok, I reckon, in the last 10 days. (laughs) And I mean, how long has it been going on? How long have I missed the boat on this? It's been going on a while. TikTok used to be called Musical.ly. Now it's TikTok and it's exploded, but it's been around in America, I think, solidly for about two years. And I am ashamed to say that pre-lockdown, I would travel around the UK with my daughter and go to a travel lodge in Milton Keynes to hang out with TikTokers for like a five hour meet and greet. Oh, wow. 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 How much would that cost? It costs, I think, £20 each, but then there's loads of merch there that you're railroaded into buying. There's there's no performance element. They don't do anything. And they're lovely girls, but they just have a, like a step and repeat, you know, that branding board in the back. And they stand there and the children cue to hug them and record a quick TikTok where they stick their tongue out. And then they resume and they cue again uh, wow. to do the same and it's it's really a weird you wait I don't know what it's going to be when your daughters are 10 oh, but... I know oh no well, it's only five or well, five years away for me it's like we're in Black Mirror isn't it at the moment <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how out of the loop I am when you describe that am I old no you are peacefully unaware right now and just enjoy this time because we all have different struggles at different stages of parenthood and this is the one i'm in right i'm very ashamed to say that i paid a teenager 800 pounds to visit my house last june did you because she's on tiktok yeah <laughs> so did i but i got it out of the papers <laughs> <laughs> So you got you paid a TikTok, like a basic corporate appearance fee to come to your daughter's house. Exactly that. It was wow. the only thing Violet wanted for her birthday. She said, will you get this TikToker to come to the house? Wow. And I said, all right. So I reached out to this teen. It felt very dirty, just a teenage <laughs> girl. <laughs> I was like, how much, how oh. much is it going to cost me to get you come dance in my kitchen? <laughs> I think the 
is it's a weird thing where me and Joshua are at the stage now where our kids are really young and we sort of feel feel quite young still. Like, like oh, we sort of know about cool stuff, but we don't. We're completely mm. oblivious. It's only when your kids get a bit older, like your, your daughter's 10 now, that they bring in into this new world. You go, oh, that's what's going on. We're in this weird fallow period where we don't know what is cool or what is popular. And then you get brought into it by your kids. Do you think my parents were thinking about, like, we're talking about TikTok and they were talking about that, like, about, like, gladiators or, like... <laughs> All Josh wants is to meet Jazz in a mall. <laughs> I spent 300 quid on getting Shadow to come round for the afternoon to hit him with a massive cotton bud. <laughs> well, you wait till the girls get a bit older. I'll be like that female Jeffrey Epstein assistant helping to broker the deal. <laughs> how's, um, how's food going for you, Catherine? Are you like... Does does she eat well? Is she a fussy eater? Is that a tough thing at that age? No. Um, once they get a bit older, they'll eat. I mean, they're, they're growing so much at, at this age that I, I've seen Rob's Instagram. I know the girls are leaving behind palm bears. I'm leaving, yeah. living in a different world to you guys. Like, I don't feed her, but food goes missing from the fridge. So I assume she's eating in the day. And then she... <laughs> You treat her like a fox in your garden. <laughs> a ball out at night, and if it goes, I'm saying must be fed. Well, and then she joins us for dinner, and she eats the same things we eat. You know, it's it's all that is fine now. What are your kids eating? Yeah, we're still working through this mango addiction. It's caused a real problem now. What the mango? Yeah, she's so addicted to mango. <laughs> it's like I had to go out and buy two mangoes today just because we're low on mango. We're low on mango. What kind of? <laughs> Absolute wanker, am I? <laughs> Gonna have to pop out a bit low on mango. Genuinely, I bought one mango as like a bit of fun. It's ruined my life. It's like, you know, like that drug dealer thing of the first one being free. It's like that. <laughs> and you've got such a small window to eat it because mango in the first place, not readily available all season. And then when you no. buy it, it's green. Yeah. yeah. I tried to get onto watermelon. It didn't really work. We're back on the mango. Sorry, guys. I've had a bit of a moment with mango. I realise that's the most middle class problem in the world, but there we go. Do you give her mango mango juice? No, I haven't tried that. We Breakfast today was a mango. Well, Innocent makes a nice mango juice. And oh, they really? have one that they mix with orange, one that they mix with apple. That'll fix her, you know, mango oh, for a few cool. hours. Another thing you can do, you take the mango pit, because that's got a little mango on the edges. Yeah. Uh, put a skewer in that. She's got a mango lolly for a couple hours. Oh, here that. we go. This is great stuff. Oh, yeah, but that's a danger, Pip, isn't it? If she sucks too hard on that stick, and she's she's got a mango pip lodged in her throat. How do you get it? What kind of throat has she got? Have you seen the size of mangoes, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. To, what would be your kind of... One piece of lockdown parenting advice beyond the mango uh, lolly, which is an excellent tip. Have you got any tips that people could actually use? Yes. If you've got any cardboard in the garage, which we have because um, where we live, a lot of the trash collection's not coming regularly. The dump is closed. So you put that along the steps and you've got a slide. They can go down that on a pillow or a sleeping bag. Oh, that's good. You can make it a tube slide if you use the whole box and use the banister with some tape to like really... Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a great idea. I don't know if it's a health and safety. We want to look for staples, remove staples, because sometimes there's some really aggressive staples in cardboard these days, which I'm not happy about. Yeah, just a quick disclaimer. It's not our fault if it all goes wrong. You don't want staples, but you know what? If it does go wrong... Whatever. There was no health and safety <laughs> when we were young. 
out. It there wasn't. was no expectation to parent your children and to be in their face all day. I don't remember interacting with my parents growing up. So why do we feel this pressure now that we've got to entertain them? Well, I've got a scar on the back of my head where my dad took me to the pub one Saturday afternoon and put me on one of them high stools at the bar and I fell off and smashed all my head open. Blimey, that explains so much about what's happened to you in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and I picked you up and I rubbed your head and it was all sticky. Oh, but he told it like a lovely story. I've got a dimple just below my left eye which is where I was at a friend's birthday. I got hit in the face with a crowbar. Oh, my it's God. astonishing. Not like, not in an not unprovoked attack. They were hitting in a post to play football, and his older brother had it on his shoulder <gasps> and did a turn. You know, like the classic Chuckle Brothers turn and hit <laughs> yeah. over the shoulder? I got that in the face. So it wasn't like a carjacking-themed birthday. No, no, <laughs> no. And then I got put in the boot and driven 15 miles to the hospital. <laughs> Catherine, it may not be a, a suitable question for you because it seems like you've got quite a uh, chilled setup at the moment in your in your place. But if, for whatever reason, your husband and your daughter just were magicked away for the day and you were still in lockdown, what would you do with your day? What would your day look like if you had the house completely to yourself? Ooh, well, now that I have a husband, that's really new for me. So yeah. I do really like him and I'm glad that I got married when I did because it's all very fresh. I'm not tired of him yet. However, <laughs> when's that coming, do you think? When, when are you aiming for being bored of him? I mean, judging by my friends' reviews, it should be in the next 18 months. <laughs> but when I was alone, I could watch whatever telly I wanted without feeling judged. And there are things that I can't watch with Bobby around. He likes Westworld. He likes Ozark. He likes, you know, he's very upset that all the sports are canceled right now. But he doesn't tolerate the same level of 90 day fiance kardashian trash housewives teen mom you know i, I have to yeah, hide yeah. that from him a bit so you just watch you do a marathon kardashian watch yeah i would just watch all the trash that i never felt judged for in the past i didn't have to get into a drama you know yeah because yeah, it is hard isn't it like when you're busy and you've got of all that stuff on your tv guide that you haven't watched and i always think if lou, lou left me like just divorced me and, like run off with the kids i'd obviously be upset but the first three days i'd be like oh <laughs> once i'm caught up on everything i you know the yeah. sadness would kick in but that first three days would feel like the most incredible three days of my life <laughs> oh look at that yes please um you've got time away from your child Catherine. so are you'd like did you have big things that you wanted to achieve in lockdown and have you achieved them well, I will tell you what becomes difficult when they're 10. I don't have that much time away in terms of privacy. You know, my daughter's occupied, mm. but she's always got a keen eye on us and she never goes to bed. She stays up later than we do. Uh, and oh. we are struggling in the bedroom because when they get to be that age, they know what uh, mummies and daddies do. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know the the PG rating of your podcast. I really want to fuck my husband, basically. <laughs> and I used to do that at 10 a.m. after the school run. And that was my little window. But I yeah. mean, now my daughter, she's like, she's like a hawk and she never leaves oh, and she never wow. falls asleep. Have you tried putting her in a separate bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> My husband's in a separate bedroom. He has his own bedroom because oh. um, we weren't married when we first moved here. And I didn't want to set a bad example. I mean, God help me if my daughter ever Googles me. <laughs> <laughs> what time does she go? What's her bedtime routine then? Getting up and going to bed? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask her. She just hangs out with us. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. So that's what I'm struggling with, I guess. What about the hour walk, you can't leave Violet. Can you leave your daughter in the house on her own? I mean, she'd love it if I did, but but it's a bit young still, isn't it? And it's uh, you're not doing it for an emergency. Just you know, you can get banged in a park. No stopping, no stopping. I could use the press, really. I'm not up to anything else. Can you imagine the headlines? Like, <laughs> Catherine, with no regard for the NHS, bangs in a park. To be fair, I don't, I don't, you know, it wouldn't take long, though. I don't think you'd get accused of stopping. Just tie a shoelace, it'll be over. That long of lockdown. It's not going to be a long, drawn-out affair, is it? <laughs> Rob, you've got one. You always have one final question, don't you, Rob? Yes, uh, that is, uh, Catherine, what would be the highlight and lowlight of your lockdown? One moment where you thought, oh, this is amazing, I'm really enjoying this, and a point where you've gone, oh, this has got to stop. The best part of my lockdown is we have ponies and they used to be in stables, but we've had to turn them all out in lockdown so that there's less human contact. Because normally when the ponies are in stables, you're mucking them out, you're bringing them in, you're feeding them. They need all this human attention, but we've turned them all out in the fields. So now when we go check them to pick their feet and make sure no one's injured, we just go for this beautiful, magical walk. Uh, And you, you feel like these are unicorns all of a sudden the weather's been so nice and we're out in the fields with the ponies and i really love that part of the day we do that every day at 2 p.m oh nice um and that's my favorite part and i've put that on my instagram a little bit which i don't want to i feel two ways about it i feel guilty because some people don't have outdoor space and in another way i put it on purpose because it's like I like to show people the ponies. I think hopefully they find it relaxing. Also, ponies respond to entitlement. So they respect me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I walk out in the field. I'm not afraid of them at all. And they don't gallop into me. They look at me and they go, there's the boss. She seems like a real prick. (laughs) And they show me that respect. Lovely. Yeah. And then I think my worst part would be just the relentless unknowing of it all. I don't watch the news. I really don't like to tap into exactly what's going on. But like personally, am I ever going to work again? I don't know. Do I have to like lose 40 pounds and get on TikTok? I don't want to. It's <laughs> <laughs> what Rob's trying to do already. I'm waiting for a crop top to be delivered from H&M and I'm raring to go. <laughs> Catherine Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad you're well. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Catherine. Bye. So, Catherine Ryan, Josh, do you know what I like most about that? Finding out I wasn't the worst person for screen time. Yeah. I Well, I'll give you credit, Rob. You're only losing six hours of your day to look at your phone. (laughs) (laughs) You're a Monday hero, mate. I know. You're working through lunch on your phone. (laughs) But I just want to justify that. Because it sounds like I'm a bad, like like an awful parent. I'm not like parenting with my phone in front of my daughter's face. I mean, when I've sent you like WhatsApp, we sent a couple of WhatsApp memos to each other today, like the voice ones, and both of them ended with us having to go, uh, wait, I'll, I'll call you back in a second because... So you're, you're literally finding a moment. There's a WhatsApp dad's group that I'm in that is a couple of mates that all had kids at the same time, right? And... It was quite quiet, but now the lockdown's happened. It's really gone up a notch. Yeah. And Ellis James, who we should get on this at some point, was describing what his day is. <laughs> it was like, you know, get up at half five with his first kid, get his second one, gets up at seven. And then eventually, he said, and then eventually at 8.30, I get the second one in bed. And then I silently stare at my phone until 11 p.m. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
Oh, bless him. But that's what it is. It's like every moment where, like, if I go to the toilet, I just, yeah, it's like an escape. It's like a different world it offers you. If, if anyone's beating eight hours, please do get in touch. Also, I don't read long articles on there. So that's probably what it is. I'm a bullet point man at the top of BBC News. <laughs> that I tap out. Um, but uh, yeah, Catherine was absolutely oh, brilliant. Did it make her. you feel like happier, less happy, more confident, less confident? I don't know. It made me appreciate it is harder sort of like manpower, man hours with little ones. But you do get a lot back where I think yeah. actually the worrying and being anxious about how's my older kid dealing with this and all that. It feels like young kids are physically more demanding, but older ones emotionally it's a bit of yeah. a roller coaster. So it's made me realise actually I might be busier, but at least I've got two little bundles of love that just want to jump on you rather than this sort of young woman that's ignoring you on TikTok all day. <laughs> yeah. Because I've already got that in yeah. my wife. I don't need two more. <laughs> it's good to know that TikTok could lead to things because I know you've got a TikTok account. Oh, yeah. And it does make me worry that in eight years I'm going to be paying 20 quid to meet you in a travel lodge with my daughter so well, that you can... Uh... It might be eight months, mate. I'm blowing up on TikTok at the moment. <laughs> For half a million, one of my videos has been viewed. Bloody hell. That's a lot, isn't it? Well, enjoy your kitchen-based dancing corporates, mate. Anyway, eight quid i'll come around your house for eight hours and dance i'm your man <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us this is how email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on twitter at lockdown parents um thank you everyone for listening we're back on friday with john richardson looking forward to that rob oh yeah it was a great one subscribe tell people other parents about it you know Whatever you want, review it on iTunes, all those kind of things. We would encourage that, wouldn't we? Yes. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you very much. Bye. Stay safe. (laughs) 